Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Monday, August 13th, 2018, and this is The Ride. I'm just tooling, tooling along in my ride today. I just got off a nice stretch of road. It's actually the road that our house is on was just repaved recently. And I didn't realize how bad it was until now. And man, is it nice. I mean, it's so nice. I think I might have to start riding my bike or something because it's smooth. That ride is smooth. We're gonna touch on that a little bit later. Hope you're doing well. I'm looking forward to a day that has a lot of challenge for me. But I know that my God is with me and he will meet my needs and help me get through some challenges today. You in the same boat? If you are breathing air, it's likely you might have some challenges today. But fear not, God is with us. Last night I was mowing the lawn, something I really enjoy doing, and the weather was perfect. It wasn't too hot, it wasn't too cold, it was just absolutely perfect. This is what I really relish when, uh, when we start entering into the fall time, into the going back to school time. And I was mowing and I was watching the beautiful sunset as I mowed. And it just felt like it was for me. Like the sun was doing this production number and I was the only one in the audience. I know that's not true, but that's how it felt like to me. And then you combine that with this morning, I pull out of the I pull out of the driveway. I have to watch out for these deer. I pull out of the driveway and it's really foggy and I don't see the sun. And as I turn my car to to then drive out, I just see the sun rise through that fog. And again, I felt like the sun was speaking to me. You know, I'm here for you. And I hadn't actually thought about it in those in that in that phrase I just used. I'm here for you. I'm going to have to remember that one. Because although I know the sun has a job just a little bit bigger than me, at that moment in time, that sun was there for me. I knew it, and the sun knew it. It's good to know that you're not alone. It's good to know you're not alone. I feel like that's what the Lord is saying right now is that you're not alone. Now, if you've heard any messages from the pulpit in your life, you've probably heard that one. I know because we need that one drilled into us because so many times we feel alone. We feel like no one understands the situation we're on. Our road is bumpier than somebody else's road. And they don't understand what we're having to go through. You know what I mean? 
No one understands the troubles I've seen. God understands. He's aware of the troubles you've seen. And just like that son, he is there for you. I've been made aware of some people recently that have decided to shun the sun. They're upset that the sun hasn't shown on their path the way they would have wanted to. And because of that, the sun is no longer allowed into their life. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate they see things that way. And all I can do is pray that the Lord uh, can reveal himself in a new way. You know what? The Lord's already revealed himself. Especially to those who have known him. He's already been revealed to them. What's going on is a falling away, a rebellion, so to speak. So the, the appropriate prayer is not that God will do something, but it's that the heart of man will be humbled and come back to God. But sometimes it's very hard to do that when we feel like we're all alone. You're not alone. Not only is there a God who loves you and wants there to be this connection between you and He, but there's people around that want you to know that they're there for you too. I mentioned that we had family visiting us over the weekend which was an excellent, excellent time. They have a little girl, and we just had a blast with her, and then our family had watched three other young kids, actually two young kids and a toddler, while the parents went to a wedding. So we had a whole slew of kid action going on, and man, I haven't been involved in that for a while, but it was great. I think the kids had a great time too. You know, you got to do the s'mores thing. They had fun playing in the playground area, and what was really cool was that these two fine young boys that came with their younger toddler brother, they came out and they played in the playground area, but we had been doing some raking in there, in the in the sand to try to get some of the weed action out so while the kids played I was kind of continuing some of that most of it was done but I had a little bit more I wanted to do here comes the rain yellow I was not expecting that that was actually not rain but more like a farm a farm irrigation happening right over the road. Anyway, back to my story. So the boys saw that I was doing this work and they wanted to help and I had extra rakes there so they joined right in and I gotta tell you, I was pretty impressed. These boys, uh, I believe seven and four, really were young men who, that spoke to me. So very fine young men and very courteous 
anyway, so way to go, parents. I know it's not easy, but if you establish things early on, it really helps. Anyway, so the the point of the weekend, though, was for our family. Uh, my nephew was going to be running uh, a 70.3 Ironman. So for those who don't know, that's like a half of an Ironman. And apparently that's kind of a common length. I was looking on the Ironman app that I was using to track his progress. And most of the Ironmans I see around the world were these 70.3s. They stayed with us because we're pretty close to where the race was taking place. And they came all the way from Pennsylvania. So we hung out for a few days. Then when race day happened, which was yesterday, about the time that he was finishing, we were going to be there and welcomed him to the finish line and hang out and celebrate and all that. Well, one thing is that he was faster than I was thinking, so we really had to hustle to get there. And uh, pretty much we just made it. So, And it was really great. Uh, there was a lot of energy there, lots of music, and, you know, you had massage stations, and you saw all these incredibly expensive bikes, and running gear, and sweaty people, and bloody people. I saw one guy who must have fallen off the bike or something, because he was tore up pretty good. But you know what? He was smiling. It's almost like he forgot that he had that road rash of pain. I mean, his whole shoulder was tore up. But he was done with his race, and he was elated. He had support around him. I think that's the thing that I was thinking about. You know, when I was thinking about what should we talk about today, Paul has already given us a picture of running our race and you know that's been done over and over and over so I didn't really want to touch on that but the thing that really got me about being at the race at the finish line was that there were a lot of people who spent hours I mean it started I think at seven in the morning and it was one o'clock by the time we got there roughly speaking and that's about the time that my nephew had finished but you got to know as we were traveling to this thing we were driving through a section where the bike leg of the competition was still taking place and there were still bikers biking some of them walking their bikes I saw one guy walking his bike and he was walking in such a way that I thought you know what his calves his calves have blown out. They're, he, they're so stiff. He could not walk quite right. And I knew his calves were completely non-functional. And so he would not finish the race. Because he had yet to run a half marathon and that wasn't going to happen. But I was watching these bikers still attempting to finish that leg of the race... And I was racing the clock to get there to meet my nephew who had finished already. 
So not only was that impressive because you had a lot of these athletes that had yet to even start the run and I was about ready to meet this competitor who was done. So that kind of spoke to me that everybody, it yes, they were on a race and it was the same race, but if you've ever been in a competition, you know that the race you're on is different than the race of the person right next to you. You're in a different headspace. The race is different. I was noticing on the app that tracked every competitor that it would list their pace, their running pace, and all this stuff. And I was noticing that my nephew, he completed his race, and it showed his pace, which was his running pace. And then it showed somebody who finished before him, and it showed his running pace. And you'd think it would have been faster, but it wasn't. And I was thinking about that for a minute, and I thought, oh, I know why. Because the running pace might have taken longer for this guy, but his biking pace was faster. So he ended the race quicker. Everybody has a different race. And in one sense, you feel like you're alone. You're basically in a race against yourself. And there's struggles along the way. You might wipe out. You might have to replace that tire tube. Hopefully you're prepared and have, have all that stuff. We saw people getting help along the way with equipment issues. Everybody is facing their race, their road, differently. But they want to have success in the end. And they want to celebrate that success. I mean, wouldn't you say that's true? And that's the thing that really spoke to me. By the time we got there and were celebrating with our nephew, I became acutely aware that there were a lot of competitors that were there by themselves. They had flown to this competition, likely. We had people from all over the world at this competition. And they had flown there, competed, and gave their all over half of them, it looked like, by looking at the numbers, over half of them did not finish. And they came, they gave their all, and there was no one, no one, no one at the end for them. It became really clear to me, uh, I'm so glad that we went, because though the, the finish line is sweet, something more needs to happen there. There needs to be a celebration and yeah, my nephew would have celebrated with his family who was there, and his his uh, daughter and his wife, and that would have been great, and probably that would have been enough. But you know what? We need to celebrate with people when they make those victories. Do you remember what I said earlier? God doesn't want us to feel or believe that we're alone. I wish that uh, I would have known what to say to some of those competitors they're obviously gave their all and for some it was easy really maybe they competed in full Ironmans and this half 70.3 Ironman was just you know you know 
just a half a day thing and not a big deal. For some, it was a big deal. And for some, it was somewhere in the middle there. I wish I knew what to say. I wish I could have something that tells me, you know what, that guy right there, he's got nobody here. He flew here from Nigeria and he did this thing and he's going to get cleaned up and fly away. And no one celebrated with him. I wish I knew what to say to a guy like that. I wish I could tell him, man, I'm proud of what you've done. I don't know you, but I know that this was a difficult thing you had to go through. I wish I knew what to say. Well, don't we have people like that in our lives all the time? They're going through things. They're on a different race than us. But they go through things and they come through the other side and they need someone to cheer them on. You know, there is a lot to be said for the psychological support of those who are cheering you on. Remember, a lot of these folks didn't have, you know, family members supporting them. They were just there on their own in this race against themselves. And as we left, even, hours after our nephew finished, hours after that, as we were driving back to our home, I could still see some of the spectators at certain spots during the run cheering on those that were still competing. Probably the bikers that we had passed coming to the event. They are now running their race. And they might have been a third of the way through the running race. And yet there are still people cheering them on. They don't know them. Part of life as a Christian is to help others. And there are people who are in the middle of something and they need help. Part of it is to help point the way to the Lord, who is their ultimate help. But also part of it is to be that help because we are the hands and feet of the one who provides the help. Right? I truly hadn't considered this whole concept of competitors that didn't have that support right then right as they're finishing the race or even before that I dare say there might have been some people that threw in the towel before they completed the race and they might not have had they had some support some encouragement along the way if you didn't know that's what we're here for you are not alone Lord as we finish this time together I ask that you would speak into the lives of everyone listening and just reveal that little bit more of who you are to all of us so that we can see your heart and how you want to expose and and illuminate situations and how you want to be there and you want to make others aware that they don't have to live alone, they don't have to be alone. And Lord, before I can even help other people, 
I need to remember that I am not alone. Thank you for today. Thank you for reminding me that you are looking out for me. And just like my freshly paved road, you've prepared a way for me. A way of safety. If I just stay on the road. Lord, I'll admit, some of this stuff, helping other people and encouraging other people, does not come natural. Not all of it. And uh, I need your help in this. But ultimately, I know that your word says that we're to be a lamp. Because you're a lamp to our feet, we can be a lamp to others. We can encourage others, and we can point them to you. So today, Lord, I receive what it is you've got for me. And I know that it'll be what I need for today. Don't know how. I'm just trusting you that you will meet my need today. I thank you for letting us all know that we're not alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope today has been an encouragement to you. It has been for me. I'm ready to take on the day. I think the Lord is awesome. He just uses examples in everyday life to remind us who He is and and what we're about. So I pray that you uh, take the Word of God to heart and put it into your life and activate it and exercise it and use it the way that God wants it to be used. It's not a book to sit on the shelf and do nothing. We're to actively live the Word of God. So how do you do that? You stay in the Word of God. You live in peace. You pray for those who persecute you. And God did not create us and this place we live just as a science experiment to stand back and watch it unfold. No, He created us to have communication and a communion with Him. And He wants you to know you are not alone. And I will see you on the flip.